Welcome back to Why Not Art, the podcast that allows us all to remember why a life rich with art is so darn good for us. My guest today is Sam Given, a multi-hyphenate artist living with his husband and cat in New York City. Having performed in venues from small black box theatres to Broadway, Sam truly believes that experiencing and creating art is a healing practice. Sam is currently completing his third draft on his new play, Flinch, about fathers and their very colourful sons. When he's not writing, Sam travels the US as Ziggy Stardust in Rebel Rebel, The Many Lives of David Bowie in Concert. You can follow Sam on Instagram at SamGivenSing for future performances and all creative happenings. Thank you for joining me on this riff, Sam. I'm so excited to have you here. It's such a treat to be here, especially after following you for all this time on Instagram. So thank you for having me. That's so sweet. (laughs) We get straight into it here. So what really strikes me about you is that not only are you an incredible and versatile singer, but you're also wildly comic. Like your comic timing is <laughs> skillful, skillful. That means a lot. <laughs> not only that, you're an actor, you're an incredible dancer as well. The uh, film clip you did for Ryle is one of my favorite things. You're a playwright. And much of your work to me seems to involve really thoughtful and creative costuming as well. So really you are expressing yourself at every turn. From the inside out, baby, from the inside out, just peeling the skin open and revealing what's inside, whether it's good, bad, ugly, hopeful, magic, but going through the practice of revealing, I think. I've I've tried my very best to incorporate that into all the different forms that I express myself. And because of that, I've been able to build community and and connect with the world around me in a way that is profound to me. Mm, Yeah. Connection is something that I often hear from creatives and from audiences as to why art. Um, And, you know, this podcast really isn't only for professional creatives. It's, uh, you know, my wish for it is to remind the whole world why art matters and why a world full of art makes life better so so what's your take why why do you do all this why why does art matter well I like this emphasis because I speak to the creative layman because I consider myself just a human being with an urge to produce and I think I think art can serve many purposes. I think about being a child who stuck out like a sore thumb and dealt with a lot of trauma and pain uh, and finding salvation and protection and validation in creating from performing in community theater shows to making up dances in my living room, from reorganizing my room to (laughs) singing along to my favorite cast soundtrack in my bathroom. Creativity, art can be a very private practice, but it can be a communal one. And it wasn't until I started doing theater at a young age that I found my place in the world, which was to entertain and to inspire people to grow. And, you know, crossing over into my adult life, 
when I was trying to put money to what I was creating and, and going into the commercial world and, and living in a world that, that feels very black and white and bound by rules and rejection and shame and unprocessed feelings, art is the thing that saves me from myself, my limited thinking. Because if I just listen to what's going on in my head, my head will tell me that I have nothing to offer, that no one wants to hear my story, and that there's nothing to be gained from taking time for fun, for curiosity, for imagination, for enjoyment. When the truth is, is that's where all abundance lies. So today, regardless of doing it as a profession or just to save myself from drowning in the bathtub, I choose art to continue taking ownership of my life mm. and, and building community around me. Community, like you said, connection is the thing that saves me from my terminally unique thinking. It reminds me that there's hope, that there's a possibility for change, and that this human experience, which can feel so dark at times, is shared, and there's lightness in that. Yeah. So that's why I, I turned to art. <laughs> just, just those few little things. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on and on we really could but I love that you bring up play and fun and imagination because I think particularly as adults we can become so burdened and weighed down by all the responsibility of adulting and being you know responsible that art sometimes becomes or, or creative expression becomes sort of deemed as a, a bit frivolous or indulgent or um, silly or, you know, only when I've got time for it. And I think in, in my view, as you said, art is, it, art is everywhere. Art is life is art is life is art. And well, exactly what you said. It's, it's a, it's a, it's the taproot for change in life in the grand scheme of things. Learning to take ownership of my creative decisions to follow things through, whether they go one way or another, encourages me to take ownership of my life. And every choice I make becomes a creative act, from what I put on in the morning, to who I surround myself with, to the street I walk down in New York City. They are all creative decisions. And when I, when I approach my life that way, it's much more expansive and less fixed than I want it to be. And so it doesn't become an indulgent thing. It becomes a means of digging in deep and connecting to the world around me rather than living in my limited head. Mm. <laughs> and I speak for my, I just speak for myself, but I love that you said art is life is art is life because it's the truth. It's the taproot for change. Yeah, and it's the chat. It's the tap root for connection and assessment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think it is imperative that we take time to connect with fun and play and sometimes labor, because <laughs> creativity can be laborious. Sitting up against the screen and saying, "When will the words hit the page?" But isn't that life? learning to be patient with ourselves, learning to shake hands with our humanity, learning to not take ourselves so damn seriously. 100%, yeah. 100%. And I love the way that, you know, it becomes an approach. It's not necessarily a thing that you do. It's an approach to the way that you 
deal with this human experience and the way you move through this human experience and yeah, not taking it all so seriously, allowing it to be um, expansive and unknown and sometimes scary, sometimes, you know, mind-blowingly beautiful um, in all of its shades. It's, it's like a way of being, not necessarily just the output that you create or the, the art that you consume. It's not necessarily just the thing, but it's the, yeah, the approach to life. Yeah, I'd even say that the output is secondary or tertiary to the process itself. Sometimes I'll, I'll work with friends on, you know, breaking through on their creative blocks. And one of the things I have them do is tape themselves creating so they can track the moment when they go into ease, when they go into comfort, when they go into clarity or curiosity. And there is a physical response to what happens when we are engaged with creativity and art. That's way more important. <laughs> the kinesthetic metaphysical thing that happens when we are creating as opposed to whatever we're putting out there. And it also teaches me to hold on to it less, to not be so precious around every single thing, to let things move through me. Mm-hmm. Like tingles hearing you describe that activity. That is mind blowing. I get it from me. watching you. I get oh. it from watching you. Because I, I, you posted something where you were, where you were writing, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, that is what I needed to see today." Because that is what I'm aiming for, which is to be engaged with something bigger than myself. Yeah, the, oh, those words, that phrase is, you know, one of my favorites. You know, art really does connect us to something bigger than ourselves. It reminds us that there is so much more to this than we think, and it simultaneously, for me at least. It's that beautiful mind-bending dichotomy of you are so insignificant, yet you are so important at the same time. And that, that state of, of being in the creative zone, again, whether you listening are a, a creative and artist yourself or the zone you get into consuming art, letting... Uh, you know, an album completely wash over you or being completely engaged with an artwork that you're looking at, you know, moving around it and really, really taking it in. That state of complete immersion, it really does take you out of the material realm and, and catapult you just into a different state of being a different experience of being a human being and is that not what we're here for to experience it all really oh man oh man yes i i think you know it's interesting i i haven't really focused on the consuming of art but i think of some i think of some of the shows i've watched where i've just been moved to tears and it's not necessarily something tragic happening on stage but just this overwhelming power that together we can accomplish anything and that healing is happening now not down the road because I can feel it in my own body I can feel my eyes dilating I can feel myself connecting to the breath around me and getting grounded it's oh it's it's medicine is how I, I view it. Going to the museum is medicine. Watching a movie is medicine. Listening to a Rufus Wainwright or a David Bowie album is medicine. You know, it, we, yeah. we can reorient ourselves to a grander way of living. While, like you said, t- 
tethering ourselves to reality, which is, I think, what I really aim for, is to have both reality and imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the sweet spot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the art is medicine. It's yeah, a heavy I mean, battle, you know, it's a, it's a hit or miss some days, but yeah. a worthy, uh, you know, a valiant effort is all you mm, need. Mm. Yeah, so powerful just like that overwhelming beauty of art can just be you know it can it can floor you and I just think that that is is that not being alive when your physical body kind of overtakes as you were saying your mental state you know your brain almost can't keep up with the way your physical body is reacting to this expression in front of you that is living to me. That is the definition of being alive. You know, when your cells are electrified and you're, you know, you're buzzing. And I love that you have brought up the physical response to, to art. I, I'm really interested in that. I think it's crucial. Yeah, it's crucial. It feels like when in those instances, like my brain is being rewired. No wonder people can change their minds and change their hearts about a specific issue after witnessing a piece of art that moves them, you know, getting to learn about someone that is different than you, that sees the world differently than you, but is able to, to reach out and touch you and inspire you to ask some tough questions or some inspiring questions or to let go of limiting beliefs and and that that happens not by thinking your way there, but by experiencing on a kinesthetic level. And that, I, that is accessible to anyone, anyone. If you, if you approach art with an open mind, that's all you need. And a degree of willingness to let yourself feel some things. And it takes practice, I think. So many of us are apt to quit if we, if we go to something and we aren't initially moved because we live in a world that is all about instant gratification. You know, it's like Instagram, scroll, 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 scroll until you find something. Right. But to give yourself the time and the willingness to just let art hit you takes work. But man, is it worth it. So worth it. So worth it. And I think, you know, so worth it on so many levels you briefly mentioned there you know art as a way to challenge your thinking or to present a different perspective and that's what I really see particularly at moments like the world is in right now (laughs) moments of um in moments of global upheaval we kind of always see art as um as a way to challenge the status quo. And I think it really does have massive potential to, to help create social change. So this is kind of an even bigger why to art, um, but allowing us to kind of break down old standards that are just, you know, damaging for some groups of people or are overlooking others. And I think that's such a, a powerful and potent potential for art to create change in the world. Have you seen that in your experience as well? Absolutely. It's the power to break down walls, the power to break down fine lines. I think of a specific experience. I have this drag character named milligrams, like how many milligrams of Lexapro are you on? And I, I take her, (laughs) I, I created her specifically for audiences around the country that aren't in cities who are rather conservative and have not had experience with LGBTQIA plus stories. So to go into these 
places that are already charged towards not accepting gay people or or drag queens and to and to see that I have the power to change people's minds by grabbing their hearts is is like my greatest joy in life and I've experienced that I've seen shows about people on the flip side you know when we had that huge upheaval election four years ago and we went in a different direction than I thought we were going but to see shows that reflected why people would choose something like that allowed me to have empathy for something that I didn't understand and to approach people differently if I wanted to make an impact or to affect change. It's the, mm. art is the great equalizer. So it's, yeah. you know, it takes away the divides. And if we can reach each other on a spiritual aesthetic level, then we have the power to work through our BS <laughs> and, yeah. and find solutions. <laughs> you know, but, art is the great equalizer. That. I think so because you can be because you can experience or create it no matter where you're from and no matter what you're going through and no and whatever accessibility you have I think of my days in the backyard and we didn't have a lot of money like making mud clay figures but it gave me so much joy it, it, it's yeah. you can have it anywhere mm, it's not selective it's not no. selective even though even though as professional artists oh boy. it can feel that way you know, you got to be the chosen one. You got to be approved by the gatekeeper. But if we take it down a notch, just to the, you know, again, not the output, but the process. It's it is, it's accessible to everyone. It's not selective. I I watched last night a poetry reading by a deaf poet, and he oh. signed he signed his poem um, using the Australian um, sign language, Auslan. And he had an interpreter speak it. And it was the most moving thing because his whole body told this poem. And it was just, I'd never seen anything like it before. And it just goes to show that this is not selective and it is a way of life. It is an approach to life. And it is, it's essential. It it's is what our spirits are called to do. Yeah, ab- mm. absolutely. It is, it is, it is. It is coming home, I think, coming home to ourselves and coming home to the world around us, no matter the outcome. God, I, I would love to see that. So if you could send me the, if there's a link for that, I would really love to witness that. I've never seen it. I will. Like I will. I'll, I'll, I'll track it down and I'll send it to you. So I was going to ask you a question, which I think we've kind of, we know what the answer is going to be, but I would love to hear it in your words. So what would a world without art look like to you? Oh, uh, black and white, bleak, baby, bleak, rule, (laughs) limitation, um, isolation, and scarcity. I think art is is where we find our life source. So kind of like those, if you've ever seen The Little Mermaid, you know, those little lemming creature crustaceans that live in Ursula's cave. I just, a spiritless world. (laughs) I love it. I love a little mermaid reference. Of course, of course. (laughs) Isn't that interesting though, that all those things you've listed are the things that so many of us are striving to change in our lives or to yeah. let go of scarcity 
um, yeah. limitation, you know, it's, they're the things that so many of us struggle with. We beat our heads against brick walls, trying to oh, overcome yeah. these things. And it's like, wow, maybe getting in touch with that creative side is a way to start, to start getting there. And it's closer than you think, but I, you know, I'd be remiss in not admitting that it's, I think it's only natural to go back and forth on the pendulum between hitting your head against the wall and feeling completely open. But that's a life's work and a worthy one. So learning to have, you were talking about humor earlier, humor around that and find grace and a little bit of joy in the swinging back and forth in our own creative relationships. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about what you share on, on Instagram, because I mean, your morning glory stories are one of <laughs> my favorite things. They just you always so just bring, <laughs> they bring such a smile to my face. Um, and as I said, your comic timing is, and your comic ability is phenomenal to me. But at the same time, you're also really human in what you share. So I think your morning glory yesterday, you're on your way to therapy and you were oh, just yeah. t- telling a story about being on the way to therapy. It's not like one or the other. It's not like now that I'm creative, I am, you know, cured of being human. Far from it. it is that I have, you know, this, this way to express what it is to be human. Yeah. I've, I've made a choice to live authentically and it's thanks to my creative power and and giving that time and energy every single day even if it's just in pairing out picking out a pe- a pair of socks you know yeah <laughs> just, and sometimes that's all that's we can manage that's all we can do <laughs> true yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. All right, Sam, to end, I would love to ask you the three questions that I ask Fabulous. all of my guests here, a little quick fire round. I would love you to share with us what is your most memorable creative experience? Ah, my most memorable creative experience was performing my own work as that character, Milligrams, the first few times. So I was 24 years old. I was newly sober from alcoholism. And it was the first time I felt confident in what I had to offer. It's the first time I felt, wow, I can, I'm allowed to share. In fact, encouraged to. I think that was probably my most worthwhile moment. And it wasn't polished or perfect or anything, but I just felt like the possibilities were mine. Mm, mm. well two things congratulations on that because that's (laughs) unreal (laughs) but also that is proof that this is healing work very much so I wouldn't be sober were it not for theater so I and I wouldn't have gotten into therapy I wouldn't be married I wouldn't have worked through the countless things I've worked through had it not been my relationship with creativity and other people who are doing the same thing it's a a joy and it's a blessing (laughs) Mm, mm. all right next question which artists inspire you the most oh david bowie hands down david bowie amy winehouse rufus wainwright Mm. people who have authentic voices and aren't afraid to go against industry standards in order to make powerful art brave souls brave soul. Amen. (laughs) 
we are spirit animals, kindred spirits. Absolutely. <laughs> you and I definitely are. I can't wait to be in a room with you sometime. We'll, we'll go off. Right. <laughs> we'll, but we'll make that happen one day. I, one of the things I love about David Bowie, there's that quote, um, I can't remember it word for word, but he talks about how the press used to always call him a chameleon. And he would say, well, a chameleon disguises itself to fit in. That is not what I'm here to do. I'm here to stand out. Baby. No. You know, <laughs> and he was a prophet almost in the sense that he, he was able to create and predict things that no one else had been able to touch. And he was brave enough to do it, to put himself out there with gender expression, to put himself out there with experimenting with different sounds and storytelling. I, I just admire the hell out of him. <laughs> and I think he's still here and <laughs> floating around the ether. So yeah. All right. And my last question for you: What is a piece of art that you're consuming and loving right now? Ah. Uh, well, there's a book I'm reading, which I think is art, and it's called. Oh, let me grab it. Oh wait, I don't need to. This is a podcast. It's called <laughs> Dead. It's called Three Junes. And it's by Julia Glass. And it's about a family over multiple generations and how patterns and history repeats itself if if things aren't addressed. Um, and I, I'm always fascinated by generational trauma and um, seeing it through a humorous, hopeful lens. So that's, I've been really, I've read this a few times, to be honest, but I'm going through again. Amazing. I'll have to look that one up. That sounds really good. <laughs> and again, what a testament to, yeah, why art? Well, shit, you can work everywhere. Work through oxygen. your generational trauma through <laughs> art, you know? <laughs> or just have a good but laugh. In all seriousness, you know, it's, um, I definitely find that in my own writing, it's, um, it's a way to make sense of your past and a totally. way to see things through a different lens, through a different perspective and to allow it to be what it was and then go, okay, there it is. And, and now here move. I am. Yeah. Yeah. To break, to break, yeah. to break the patterns and try something new. Expand. That's what I think. Expand, expand. Well, let's, let's end it on that note. Expansion. <laughs> That's always <laughs> It's a great one. Spread your wings, baby. No matter where you are, spread your wings. Thank you so much for joining me, Sam. Thank you for having me. Thank you so My much. My pleasure. My pleasure. So for all of those listening, go and follow Sam. He is on Instagram at Sam Given Singh. His website is in the show notes. Go and check him out. Go and watch some of his um the performances that are on his website there, you can see him in action. He's unbelievable. Go and watch the Ryle music video. That just floors me every time. Um, so there's a couple of treats for you waiting there in the show notes. Thanks.